Hello and welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast. I'm your host, Wabbits, and joining me today, as always, are my two lovelies, the co-hosts, Combo. Hello. And Lazira. I don't know how I feel about being called lovely, but uh, I'll take it. You are beautiful, and there's nothing that you can say to convince me otherwise, because it's just a fact. Why, thank you. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, let's get into it. Um we have some stuff to talk about when the first is we're going to go through our announcements first uh i will begin by quickly saying that i have a actual stream schedule set up um it is monday or not tuesday on weekdays um so monday wednesday thursday friday three to seven uh est okay okay yeah yeah so Lots of streaming. Um, gonna be trying making making that daily. Uh, Tuesday is our recording day here, so I kind of have that so, you know s- separated. Three to seven, you said, right? Three to seven EST. Yeah, pretty much every day. That's the, yeah. <laughs> that's an easy way to remember it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if it's three to seven EST, I'm probably streaming. That's how you do it. Um, and I'm there's like a 50 50 chance on any given day that I will be coming back uh, nine to 12 and then playing uh, some other random game, like a side game like Valorant or Dota or, you know, whatever else I think of playing. And that's and basically honestly, just one. If you like, want to learn a lot more than you learn on the show about Wab, is you just listen to his uh, Dota stream, I feel like he reveals all his secrets there. So, 100%. <laughs> uh, <laughs> angry Dota player? I am not. Mm. But I play with a lot of angry Dota players. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and that's the big thing. That's what really matters. Uh, so yeah, um, all that is basically just me chilling, playing games. Um, Rocket League is going to be the main one on the 3 through 7, and then side games afterwards, if it happens. And that's my stream schedule. So mm-hmm. come and join if you want. Uh, the second announcement we have is that uh, on, was it Monday, I believe? Uh, mm-hmm. You... Lazero released an extra um, little podcast for for everybody with uh, Tom, who sadly is gone um, from the podcasting scene. Wow, not actually not dead, man. We're glad he's not dead. <laughs> from the podcasting scene, he just you know. I you listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just wanted to have like an episode where I could ask him a bunch of questions about like doing the show and stuff, uh, kind of like a wrap up. I felt because. Uh, he and I believe he released an episode and then announced that he was ending the podcast a week later. Um, <laughs> so I just kind of wanted to do like a like a end of show kind of episode. Um, but then after talking to him, he was kind of like, "Oh, I, I kind of rather not have it on my channel because it was kind of like my vision as to what the episode was, which I was fine with." Uh, so uh, I released it kind of on our feed. But regardless, uh, I think it, like I, I got a whole bunch of thank yous in um, and. Honestly, we had some good discussion there, and uh, I was very happy with with it. Um, it, it all kind of came together last minute, but it, it worked out very well, so I'm very happy with it. Uh, so you got that extra episode to listen to this Monday. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's like just really nice to do, and I honestly really liked uh, seeing that it was an, another episode with Tom. And I know that a bunch of our listeners like also listen to all of his stuff, and we're sad to see him go. So one extra thing of him is pretty well... Uh, I, I hope well received. <laughs> uh, next on our announcement list is that we have a new episode of the Legends of the Rocket Heroes, episode two, coming out soon. Uh, I'm not going to say a date. Wow, this guy, this guy, listen, he just added this so that he could make sure that I <laughs> that I, I rushed the process. Oh, yeah, it's, ha- 
I need to make sure it happens. <laughs> I, I just like to say that um, the reason a lot of the thing has kind of got postponed is I've been uh, painting the whole uh, the last two weeks. Uh, so I'm almost done painting rooms uh, in my household. So once once that is done, uh, I'll have time for stuff like like uh, getting the video part of that down. I'm also <laughs> waiting for Nick Tackler to send me his part of uh, episode two script. So you have that to, <laughs> to look forward to or to dread. Uh, whatever he's a part of this <laughs> sadly i mean he is the antagonist so i think it's apropos yeah that, that's why it's okay only because everybody's gonna hate him which is normal so mm-hmm. <laughs> um and finally on our announcements list uh you can go ahead zero yeah i i uh got a uh i got into a supply t- teaching or substitute teaching list um so, I mean, I'd, there won't be any work till September, but I am very happy because uh, it kind of means I know what I'm doing next year, which is a good sign. Uh, nice. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I just have to ask, do you have any idea what's going to be happening for next semester? Like, is it all going to be an online thing or? Are we talking about university or? Uh, for, for school. <laughs> for what you're doing. <laughs> for what I'm doing. I'm honestly, like, the truth is, I, I'm very happy to be on the list. I don't know if in September whether it's going to be online. Because if it's online, I'm not, okay. like, I don't have work. Because yeah. the teachers aren't, when it's online teaching, the teachers are not teaching six hours a day, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I, I've heard that some teachers are, like, splitting classes. So they just, like, do one class a day uh, kind of stuff. Which makes sense, because I'm going to be honest, there's only so much you could keep someone's attention. Imagine like a grade two on a laptop <laughs> for six hours. Just think about that. Right. It's not so, happening. so it seems like all the teachers have them for like an hour or whatever, and they're trying their best, but it's just, it's just a mess in that, in that sense. So, um, yeah, no, I, I, as a, as a supply, like if, if everything's online, then, uh, that work will still be postponed a little later. But, um, my biggest thing was getting onto a supply list and more specifically a high school supply list, uh, which I'm very happy with um, because that was something that I didn't know if I was going to be able to. And then now I have it. So at least, at least it's there, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. congratulations on that. That's actually really nice to see. Uh, to see so, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Hope to, you know, I guess that I hope that that ends up being good in the, uh, in the fall. And I don't know, we'll probably talk about that later if you want to, if you want. Um, <laughs> okay. So those are all of our big announcements. Um, I don't think we have anything else. And if I do, I'm sorry. But <laughs> uh, let's get into our week in Rocket League. It's been a while since this happened. Yeah. But <laughs> we're going to have it because um, I want a one-minute rant beforehand. And then Lazio's got his things. So saying my rant. Um, I'm have about, wait, what? Do I not have anything? Well, you can have something. I don't something. get to be part of the wow, table dude. content. Wow, you right, man, if you want to be part of it. <laughs> all right, good to know. I'll, I'll, just, I'll, I'll be here. You, you can talk. No, I'll be here. That's all right. We, you're always reserved for the third spot. You know that. <laughs> I don't know if I am. What? Hey, you're, you're reserved for the third spot because it's the most important. You you end it, and then you're everybody sure remembers. He's the closer, like that. He's the closer. <laughs> the closer matters. And yes, we're disrespecting with zero like that. That's that's 100% my... my uh, my purpose here. Well, you know what they say on an essay? Like, you kind of hide the uh, least important thing in the middle. So, like, you start really strong and you end really strong, but the middle, you kind of, like, let it be. Um, exactly. But, you know. <laughs> That's what we're doing here, and we all know it. <laughs> I love you, Lazero, and Combo. We can do it all. Don't worry. It's fine. Um, 
So what I want to say, <laughs> you sound so mad, is uh, we why have talked about mad, Sorry, why would I be mad about dissing myself? I don't understand that. That's no, no, combo sounds mad. <laughs> combo is mad, that's okay. Oh, don't worry. You'll, What's you'll your rant, you Wabbits? Yeah, my rant is stop apologizing. That's what I wrote there. Um, specifically, if you're playing with people that are uh, like a couple ranks above you or a lot of ranks above you or whatever else, and this isn't outing anybody. This is like the past couple months oh, I've been playing with a lot 100%, of new players. 100%, dude. Just, yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, like every single time I play with people who um, aren't necessarily new, like have, let's say, a couple hundred hours in the game. So they definitely play uh, at like a somewhere between gold and plat, um, sometimes even up to diamond. But it's like every single time I play with them, there's they're always apologizing for things that they, they do wrong. And I'm like, you just, just don't apologize. This is perfectly fine. Like I'm expecting you to play how you're going to play. And I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of playing like around that and doing things uh, to try and like make it fun and let you get the ball and let me get the ball and do everything, right? But, like, I, I expect things to be slightly worse. I'm not expecting you to be playing at my level or above my level. So why would I? I'm not expecting me to play perfectly. Like, <laughs> stop apologizing for doing things wrong because I'm not going to expect anything that's, like, absolutely insane out of you. <laughs> that's, that's all I want to say. It's like, everybody does this. But try and keep it in, in the back of your mind. Like, you just don't have to apologize. People L- are. Listen, are if Wabbits yeah. didn't want to play with you, he just wouldn't play with you. So he's playing with you. <laughs> you don't have to apologize for your existence just because exactly. you're playing with him. If anything, it would uh, annoy me uh, more than anything. I'd be like, like, I would actually be annoyed. Like, I'd be like, I'd want to play less with you if you kept apologizing for no reason. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, it's perfectly fine things. Like, you miss a ball. Everybody, I've missed cult balls constantly in game. But I don't miss ball. Say, I said, okay, wow, Mr. <laughs> I don't brag over here. <laughs> it's funny because, like, what I was going to add to that, too, is that I, it, like, it happens even when, at least for me, I, I, I might just be an anxious dude, who knows, but it happens even when I play down sometimes uh, because I feel like I need to be God tier if I'm playing down, you know what I mean, to like hold up yeah. my rank. And so, like, my, and this is what's funny is like my instinct is to, if I ever do miss the ball or something like that happens, my instinct instantly is just to like apologize and be like, oh, I don't know what's happening, guys. Like, I'm off today or something like that, right? And like make excuses almost, right? Which is funny because yeah. it's like kind of the opposite end of like, it's, it's actually not like sincerity. It's me worrying about my image, uh, which is funny. So, like, I, I I would even say it goes both ways, right? Of that, like, even if you're playing down with folks, like, don't feel like you need to be on some high horse and play amazing, right? Like, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. if you're not playing with people of your rank, likely you're just playing to play. Like, you're not trying to grind ranks. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, that's where my head's at. Like, if, mm-hmm. if I play with Lazero, like, I don't expect us to be like, all right, let's grind GC, like, it's showtime. I'm like, no, let's have some fun and play some games. Like, like that's what we're here for. Exactly. Uh, so, like, yeah, keep that mentality in mind. I'm happy you brought that up because, yeah, all the time, man, anyone I've, like, most people I play with from the ASAP community tend to apologize for their playing with me and i feel bad because i feel like i may have built up this like image that like i'm a big high and mighty gc so like you need to hold up that's the virtual opposite of where i'm at of that like more often than not it's just one i don't have time unfortunately to play with a lot of folks and when i do it's like you don't need to be god tier like i'm just excited to play with other people right and, like that's that's always fun so mm-hmm. so it goes every way i think it's just human nature to apologize oh, when yeah. you feel like you're messing up or you're a little bit stressed but think about you're it fine. and be like you're perfectly fine yeah, yeah. This is the one community that I don't think will judge anybody for that kind of stuff. I love it, man. Like people (laughs) post, I think the the, the day that I was like, wow, like I'm so impressed with how 
welcoming and like understanding the community is, is that when I see people posting and I love when this when this happens on Reddit too, but when people post highlights that are like, if they're like a gold player and they get like a good little like leading tip on net, like a good cherry picker tip, something like that. Right. And it's like, it's, it's something that you do every game if you're like C3 to GC. Um, but when you still, then when I see like C3 GC's comedy being like, Oh man, nice shot. Like really good. Like that looks like that looks awesome and everything. And it's like, that should show you there and of anything that clearly people do not care what your skill is. Like they're just excited to see you do well. Right. And that's all that really matters. So if you mess up, that's fine. Like it's, we all do, as you said, I'm Mm -hmm. kidding when I said, I don't miss the ball. It happens all the time. 100% 100% with that and like that just gave me such a big smile on my face because I have this like, one exact clip that I'm thinking of and everybody responded like oh my god that's amazing and it was just like a nothing play but it was so big right and, super cute but, oh it just brought me back to um when I was first starting out like before I actually took anything seriously I got my first aerial and <laughs> I think this was like four years ago now almost maybe three and I got my first really high aerial just a slow <laughs> faller like just middle of the thing i just have to hit this forward and down and it's in like nothing is worrying about this at all and i freaked out i clipped it it was the only thing i have from from that back then but just thinking about that is like oh it's beautiful because you just get so excited because it's an exciting thing and then everybody here gets excited uh for you because they they know and it's amazing that you're able to do that so yeah don't apologize you're amazing and that's all i got (laughs) Uh, that was my week in Rackley, pretty much. What about yours, Lazero? Uh, no, I listen. It's it's been a long time coming. Uh, but I hit champ again. Uh, Yo, congrats, man! And I got my champ rewards, so I'm. Hey, hey. Yeah. is that is that first champ rewards for you? Did you get no, it when you no, when no. you touched it? No, you got it before. I right? got yeah, it a, a while ago. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually I didn't realize it, but this season I already had six champ wins. So oh, in nice. a season where I already I won six champ games, I also hit plat three. So uh, there must be some kind of record there. I don't know. Um, but I I did want to say is that I I feel like more than ever I've been able to to carry certain games, um, and you got to give it to the one v ones, man. It's all <laughs> like I've never consistently been able to flick, and now it's like completely changed my game. So. Uh, yeah, that's that's my new theory. Learn how to flick because it gives you another option. Wow, just play ones. I wonder <laughs> who said that before. I mean, I'm sure Flakes. I have. So, <laughs> by the way, Fair. I was referencing flakes there because he always yells at people to just play ones. So, you're officially a fake plan. And where Flakes is he plan. now? <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> He's making his own team. It's fine. He's played too many ones. That's. There's a, there's a point of diminishing returns. I I, I will say it's true. like that's, that's a very very real thing, right? All the pros talk about that all the time. Like the squishies and the fairies who stop playing as much ones, so they could just get better at the game mode that they're getting paid for, right? No, a hundred percent. I I would say that me going back to play ones is very beneficial, but it's because I hadn't played that much ones before. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like I I think I think like because. I'm a gold two in ones, right? And a champ in threes. There's a big discrepancy uh, between that. Um, and so I think, I think honestly, like, like that should be a little closer, I feel. And I think the reason it helps me so much is because there's such a big discrepancy that it, I hadn't practiced that game mode forever. And now it, me playing that game mode actually translate into threes. Cause I just, when you're playing that one-on-one game mode, you're like, how do I get past this one car? And like finding all these little things that you can try to do to try to get past a car is very helpful in threes when you have one person left 
in a one v one on a breakaway, right? Um, so I, I think in that respect, it's helping a lot. It's also helping because you can't miss. <laughs> so, yep. <laughs> and you have I I love recovering like if I do miss recovering so fast that I'm able to make the save before they can score. That's all. That's also a great feeling. Um, yeah. <laughs> yep. One's is all about like consistency and then figuring out how to be consistent at shooting the ball in a spot that you can uh, still save it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that is everything. And that's like high level ones and it's great, but we all aspire to get there one day. Oh, Actually score. Sorry. Speaking of it, I actually scored an ear dribble bump the other day, and I was like, "I'm, I'm done." I, <laughs> just goal just player dribble bumping rage quit. That's what happened. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I was I was very happy with it. I love getting called a Smurf in ones. It just it's something else. I don't know. It's just the one time that you're super on in ones, and then the next game you get destroyed. But that one game yeah. was beautiful. Yeah. You know what I'll that? say more than anything. Awesome more than anything as well is because I've been doing uh, the, the dribble challenge a lot. Um, and I've noticed more in my ones game that every time I have the ball, it's just on my car now. Like I'm not even thinking about it. Like I'm just <laughs> controlling it on my car almost no matter what, which is kind of fun. So <laughs> you're turning into me uh, like two months ago. <laughs> is that what you're doing? You're just, that's what I was doing. The yeah. ball on top of your car. Well, yep. it doesn't make th- sense in threes because you're, you're you usually hit a lot faster. But in ones, like it, as long as you know where the opponent is, I'm just like, okay, I'm going to slowly dribble my way forward until they challenge, and then I'm going to pass them with a flick or just just by you know speeding up all of a sudden because I'm going really slow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Combo, what do you got to say about ones? You used to be a ones man, didn't you? <laughs> Literally never. <laughs> um. No, I, I don't know. I think you guys covered it well. And I, th- I think we've said that I, I really feel like we've harped on this a lot. And like even recent episodes of just uh, like learning to dabble it into your gameplay, right? To try your best to uh, round out your skills, right? And it, it's all about the toolbox. Like I talk about that all the time when a coach is just adding to your toolbox, right? Of that if, if you can only flick and have nice dribble plays and stuff, great. What are you missing? What can you do instead on the next rush, right? And, and so on. And that's amplified by 10 uh, in ones. A good example of folks want to like hear some honestly pretty good feedback at ones, funnily enough, before this person got destroyed. Scrub played um, Mercy, if people know him on, on YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, in a 1v1. And they, they so they did one, I think it was about a year ago or so, maybe a little less than. Uh, and Mercy actually did quite well. Mercy's a, just a lower GC, give or take. I always loved his content. He's probably one of the only ones that I still watch on and off. Uh, and so he played Scrub, funnily enough, 30 minutes before Scrub played Fairy and got destroyed in Fusion. Um, so the, and so Mercy put up that video and the entire time Scrub was just giving advice to, to Mercy as mm-hmm. he was basically pummeling him, uh, and, uh, like talking about his kickoffs, talking about challenging and stuff. And then that was easily one of the things I think Scrub repeated the most was that it's like, when you come down, if you go for a big fake, um, if you're on defense and you just got faked last time, you generally can expect a fake again. Most, he said, like Scrub said, he's like 90% of people will do the same move again since it worked so you should try to challenge it earlier if that's going to happen but the best ones players are the ones that ones players that you can never predict that right and you can never actually say like oh yeah fairy's gonna flick here oh fairy's gonna backboard here fairy's gonna as we saw against khalid just 50 it six times until it goes into the net 
to tie up the game with no time left, like little things like that uh, is what, where people can really excel in ones and where some like flakes, for instance, excels in ones. Uh, and then finding ways to bring that into threes and twos is when you'll kind of hit your peak, right. And be able to, to really push your skill to another level of that. If you can use a flick offensively in ones, but as, as zero said, you don't have a lot of time in threes. Maybe you pick up the ball on your own end. Great. You can get a good flick as a good clear instead. Right. And having that toolbox, uh, as open as, and as kind of broad as you can is huge and really only comes from playing ones or I like for me, at least twos was huge for me. Cause I have enough time to, to like practice some cool mechanics. Right. So mm-hmm. that was always pretty big for me. Yeah. That honestly sounds really good for, for once. That's basically how I think about it. Like even in threes, uh, if I ever get time to take control and like get a dribble going, then it's basically just a one second dribble into a flick over one person. And then I've beat one defender. So I've kind of done my job and that's more or less how I think there. Um, or at least how I used to, uh, I'm not really too sure how I think at this point with, uh, <laughs> with stuff like that, but I'll think about all of that later, um, and try to figure out my, my current style. Um, but yeah, that's what I used to do for sure. Uh, and it definitely worked out uh, fairly well for the most part, just taking that control, getting the flick, uh, using the toolbox, whatever, um, whatever's in it, just to try and think about the, uh, uh what the opponents are doing. And that's actually what I like the most about ones. Um, I know one of our patrons, Elias, uh, talks about it all the time that once you get into the higher level um, games of ones, um, where everybody is consistent in their mechanics and they're not going to be missing open nets, they're going to be doing what they want to do the majority of the time, at least, right? Uh, it comes down to a chess match. Like <laughs> it's so if if most people are going to do the same thing again now, like the the level one thing is to okay. Um, I'm going to fake out doing that and then do the thing that would beat that. But then you go to the more, higher and higher levels of, okay, let's fake out that and then blah, 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 blah. And down the line, it's a chess match, right? You have to force the opponent into thinking something or doing something and then beat them because you're not doing that, <laughs> right? Ones is great. Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot, but it's great. And nice. <laughs> that's, that's what I got there. Um that is our weekend rock league combo. Did you have anything in our weekend mm, rock league? I thought you were going to move on without me. I was going to oh, be. No. Yeah, I was going to call you out <laughs> on it. Uh, I even called you early, and I thought you were going to fall right into my trap. Uh, yeah, I got, I got some stuff. Like I said, uh, I've I've really kind of taken a break from a lot of the just like honestly computer stuff in general. Uh, which is really nice and so like planning a trip to the mountains with a girlfriend and stuff like that but um, yeah so it's been good and then now playing a, playing Rocket League though a little bit on and off here and there uh, when I have been playing games it's generally GTA right now which I've been having a good time with nice to just kind of chill back grind and uh, do nothing more or less uh, and but, you know when I played Rocket League uh, I don't know because Wabbis you didn't you clearly didn't know when I was playing with you on your stream uh, but if I didn't announce it here uh, I know I way back when I was talking about getting gc i'm pretty sure i did announce it here uh in hoops and uh mm-hmm. i yeah so i got my got my dunk master drag which is nice so on and off now recently it's just kind of been grinding hoops on my other accounts uh so i got nice three out of four accounts with a dunk master tag now it's just easy peasy uh so yeah this is pretty good i literally got my uh my first alt account from uh unranked to gc in 12 games uh which wow. was nice <laughs> so yeah it was only 12 straight wins uh which was good and yeah it was fun and so funnily enough also the same thing as like you're saying when you go to ones and have like a really good time and someone calls you a smurf it's the exact same thing in hoops it's like i feel bad it's like i i technically am a smurf because i'll play like a 400 mmr person when i'm like a mm-hmm. 13 to 1400 mmr person but it's that it, it's my unranked game like i, I 
can't do anything about that, right? And instantly, as soon as I win, it gives me like 800 MMR, and I'm already at like 1100 right there. So like it's uh, it's just the one game that I always feel bad uh, because the people get very salty very quick because they're like, oh, like you're so good, like you you have a Smurf for hoops. And I was like, nope, like I actually don't. It's just I don't. I've never played hoops on this account. So give me like four games to get back up to where I am, and that's exactly how I would go. But yeah, that was my week. So got those tags. Just waiting for the season end to now because uh, I'll probably rep those on like all my accounts because I think they are awesome tags. So I'm excited. Nice. So I have one yeah. game mode. That's it. That's that I only one game mode in the entire game. I haven't gotten GC, not counting solo standard or ones. Um, <laughs> is that uh, dumb, dumb drop shot? Uh, is that <laughs> one I will never, ever grind. I absolutely refuse. So uh, <laughs> it's such a such a bad game mode. And like I, I know people would disagree and like, oh, it's so much fun. There's absolutely no order or solid rotations to it at all. And I give anybody who says there is, I've I've watched the, the the I've played against the top like three people. I've I've watched them play and on and like show matches like i've seen it they themselves say that there is no strategy they just are fast is exactly what they say and like that is not a game mode i want to play in so <laughs> i just love that so much because every single person that i talk to um or that comes to the to the game um to start with loves drop shot like, everyone in our community loves drop shot i'm gonna get some hate for this comment i can't wait for it i'm excited because like i don't it's, this isn't an opinion it's a trash game mode like objectively <laughs> trash that's not an opinion um it is a it was rocket league and i'm gonna i'm gonna shatter some dreams here it is rocket leagues and psionics's attempt to introduce volleyball because so many people wanted volleyball in the game but everybody was too bad to be good at volleyball which is unfortunate <laughs> like that is unfortunately the case of that if you look at the the volleyball workshop map and i i, I encourage some of our like golds and plats to try it, it it is just unfortunately too difficult like it is not an easy game mode to play you cannot when we're talking earlier about missing the ball you just it's volleyball you can't miss the ball like that's the whole point Can so you it's just like do volleyball with a beach volleyball if you really want to make it more accessible i don't know i'm just thinking out loud here. you mean like in, on the volleyball map you mean uh yeah yeah per se yeah, yeah and that's why i've seen some i remember seeing on reddit back when like workshop was finally starting to become a little relevant be- mostly because of that map honestly like i don't think people quite realize how much that map did for the workshop scene like that really started it up mm-hmm. um and i remember looking on reddit and people are like oh like a low level settings and like mutators for volleyball and like if if man if i'm psionics and I say this all the time, this feels like I'm getting to like a mechanically mediocre topic now, but if I'm psionics, I was like, I introduce volleyball, not drop shot, um, because it's easier to understand than drop shot is. Drop shot is hard to understand for some newcomers, like when it comes in, um, and hard to like, even for high level players, it's hard to understand how to like meta play the game, right? How to actually play into the meta. Uh, and so just add in a game mode that may, like a volleyball that maybe does have some mutators that change, right? Or like a weekly or maybe based on your rank, there's different mutators. It gets faster as you level up. Like little things like that, right? Could be really, I think, very easy to implement and way cooler. But drop shot is just an absolute horrible way to try to make up for a very very fun game mode again and, if, and similarly if you haven't tried the volleyball map um it's a lot to set up i'll be very honest i don't know if either of you guys have ever tried the like rocket mm-hmm. uh launcher is what it's called for no, like I'm, playing games honestly, with friends. it's yeah. a lot to set up man it's it's a lot to, and like i'm thankful that i did so much like minecraft server stuff back in high school that i already know how to do a lot of the port forwarding <laughs> and stuff that's required for it um but man yeah it's a, it's a lot to set up for just a simple game mode but when you actually do play it is quite fun but um yeah that's my little rant on drop shot and why i will absolutely never play with it i said i've said before that i'll if i'm ever around i'll play with anybody in any game mode never drop shot if you message me asking me to play <laughs> drop shot I'll block, I'll block you instantly you're gonna get more people messaging you to play drop i will block every single person you could be the like i, I don't know who maybe i've spoken to it's probably like 
like PJ or Hunter, the two people I've talked to the most since the start of this podcast. I'll block either one of them instantly what? if they ask me to play drop shot. <laughs> Even if it's just once, dude. Wow, this is yeah, the most gone. fire I've seen from. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, yours truly in a while. A trash game mode. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't oh. I ask you to play, play it? Like, I feel like it was like eight months back or something before we actually knew each other. I'm pretty sure that I asked you to play drop shot once and what just I say? on the exact same brand. Yeah, probably. Um, my other comment, is, I'm just going to piss off more people and I'm, that's my plan right now. Um, Heat Seeker, <laughs> even worse. Heat Seeker is the worst game mode they've ever added to the game, hands down. Um, if anybody, if and I, funnily enough, our community adores Heat Seeker and like, I'm happy that they found a game mode that they enjoy, but man, it is the least skilled game mode that is on the planet because it, the whole point is that if you touch the ball, it goes in that is such a ridiculous concept to me uh and and don't get me wrong and i think i said this before when it was actually running i think it's awesome and i, I was very happy when i was seeing our our highlights tab blowing up when heat seeker was here because they're like look at this nutty angle i hit kind of thing but in my head the whole time and this doesn't take away and i'm so sorry to everybody but i'm still gonna say it like you, you didn't hit the angle you you hit a ball and it went in for you like the, the, like it's and so i think it's cool like i said i think it's awesome that people were able to get the opportunity to feel like a pro player right and be able to hit these gross angles when they're like a gold if they fly up to the ceiling and, and manage to hit the ball like that's that's awesome and i'm really happy that people have that opportunity but that doesn't make it a good game mode that just makes it an, a very accessible game mode is what it is so um yeah that, those are those are the two game modes i will absolutely never play if asked <laughs> I'm there okay with that, honestly. Uh, yeah. Drop that I very much use as a nothing game mode to play with whoever I want. Like, I just don't care about the rank, and new people love it, so I play it. And mm-hmm. that's what I do there. And it's just so much fun to just, like, fly around, hit the ball, and then hope that my teammates just are able to hit a ball, right? <laughs> because they're literally new at the game. Um, so that's just, like, a lot of fun there. Heatseeker, I fully agree with you. <laughs> I never really enjoyed it. The, I didn't like the meta at all. That um, bump meta, holy man. Don't get me wrong. When I played, I think I played, I, and I don't have a good sample size. I think I played 20 games total, maybe. Like, that, that was probably about it. And mm-hmm. I went in, like, 18 and, and 2 or 19 and 1, something like that, because we figured out the meta in our, like, second game, right? It was like, we're like, oh, man, we're just going to have someone sitting there and bumping and demoing as much as we can. And we just, we would win every game 5 nothing, basically, every single time. Um, and even when people did it against us, we were just trying to be speedy and wouldn't get hit. And mm-hmm. so, like, that's why it's, at the high level quote-unquote of heat seeker it's just it's not fun it's not a good game mode but I, like i said i think it's awesome that it's accessible that does not make it a good game mode it makes it an accessible game mode so yep. <laughs> fully agree with you there uh yeah let's hear you got anything on those two or are you those game modes no this yeah. is uh this is great say, say you love them just so we can have at least one that's, good that's host here that is like loved by the 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 fans i i mean listen he doesn't want to give an opinion. Okay, Heat Seeker is smart. Listen, Heat Seeker is not a game mode that I would be like, oh, let me go out of my way to play. Uh, Drop Shot, I'll play if I like a random day. I, I think it from a casual, just chase the ball around perspective, I think it's totally exactly. fine. Except yep. for that, yeah, I wouldn't. Yep. I fully agree that high level it's terrible. Low level it's a lot of fun. That's what I say about. Drop I can shot. see that. Yeah, that, that makes sense to me. Same like I, I. That's actually a great point to put them in the same category, right? Of like heat seeker at mm-hmm. a lower level is a lot of fun because it makes you feel way better. Drop shot can be fun because it's just chasey at a lower level, whereas like the meta at the high level is really frustrating and not enjoyable remotely because um, you can't even chase because like everybody's 
chasing at the same speed technically. So we're all just going to hit the ball at the exact same time. And it's just lucky who gets the 50 almost. And I never want to say lucky's 50, uh, a 50 is lucky. Like I hate myself even for that coming out of my mouth, but like that is ends up being what it ends up being of just like, there's no team play. There's no nothing. It's just who wins the most fifties high and, and move on. So yeah, the high level for both those game modes is just, just tough. Even boomer road high level is tough too, man. Like that's why I was so excited for boomer road to be in that rotation when they brought it in. But I, even before I played it, I said uh, to, I think I said it to like Jer, where I was like, man, I just hope because when I play boomer mode with friends, our rule and tell me if you can picture this, our rule is that when the ball is bouncing fast, you can't just like park under it and let and shoot into a wide open net. Like that's just not fun. Like that ruins the whole game mode. That's all the high level meta was, was just, just catch it and boom it into the net as soon as it falls onto the ground. Whereas like, when I play boomer, I want to stay flying the entire time until the ball, like until I meet the ball perfectly with my flip and like boom it to the top left corner. Again, not accessible like that. That comes after 3000 hours of <laughs> gameplay. Um, but that is what's fun for me. So again, struggled with with that game mode quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I will say for that one, exact same meta in the low. It's just that people nice. don't, Great. don't understand how to actually hit it. <laughs> so it usually misses. <laughs> That's all I got there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And like, if I can just give one little like added thing here of like just reflecting of like, I feel like I'm really playing a downer role on a lot of the new game modes they've added in when like one of my biggest complaints is that they don't add in enough game modes. But I I hope people can see my, my like line that I'm writing here of that. It's a, they, they, I feel like when they make new game modes, they try to make a game mode that will meet the need of a specific group. More often than not, the the lower ranked majority tends to be the that that specific group. When because obviously you're you're going to make more money off of the majority in that case than the very very small minority of GCs that is actually in the game. Um, but unfortunately, that means every single time they add something, GCs just get more and more frustrated because there isn't something for us to like actually grind and if you ever hear pros be like with like oh heat seeker's awesome or you see those videos and stuff tell me I, I i encourage you find me a video of them playing that game mode a month later not even a month later and i guarantee you you won't uh because it's just not enjoyable unfortunately at the higher levels because so many of these games can be broken down so like my request is always when they're making these new game modes bring in some pros bring in some lower level community creators like even like i think of like um oh my god what's where's those girlfriend's name uh an a Athena, thank you. Um, like Athena isn't a GC, um, but she is a, a fantastic community partner. So bring her in to see like what does her demographic want from a game, right? And so on. Instead mm-hmm. of just like picking a demographic, hearing one complaint, and then hoping that that game fixes that one complaint. When like we're looking for just more stuff, right? Like we're looking for more things to put some hours into. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Mechanic and Mediocre. Yep. <laughs> this is episode sixteen. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Don't worry, it's compo ramps. We all love that. I was about to cut it off anyway, so it's perfect timing. <laughs> Let's move over to Beginner's Corner because we're fully good on that completely random side tangent that just went off and <laughs> was perfect. Who is this uh, guy, dude? Like, <laughs> What are you doing a combo, man? I know, I've never seen combo Steven go on a, a side. Smith is here. I like, I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, combo is usually so like... This is what's in the schedule. This is what we're talking about. Now, nah, this this week, we're going off. <laughs> he went off. Um, so, beginner's corner. What we're going to talk about first, nice, is uh, first touches. Um, something that is super important to the game. Absolutely, like, this is all that really matters if you want to do fancy things or not even fancy things, but just, like, have control over the ball. Um, but it's something that I don't think is talked about too much because it's hard to talk about it. Um and they're so useful, absolutely everything. Like understanding how to control a first touch, which is basically just hitting the ball so that you can hit it uh, again. Um, 
being able to control that is really everything to having control because <laughs> in so much of um i want to say under gc but it probably goes well above that um having control is getting the first touch and then doing something else afterwards to try and beat somebody else whether that's popping the ball up to start a dribble or hitting it high so that you can do an air dribble double touch whatever it is even a double touch the first touch is the one that's in the air so that you can get the uh get the second hit afterwards right, right? after the bounce mm-hmm. um and this also applies to lower things like with a simple dribble i know that um with the dribbling challenge uh a lot of people question how to get past level four, right? Level three, level four. Um, and that's entirely getting the first touch, understanding where the ball is going to go when you pop it up, and then getting under it correctly so that you can start your dribble. And all of this is really accessible everywhere, but it's just such a broad topic that's really hard to talk about because you can't really um, give anything in any, or give anything for every scenario. Um, and yeah, that's my little intro to first touches. Uh, I don't really know where we're supposed to go with this, to be um, honest, even though I was the one that brought this up. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll say this much. It's the, I think the reason it's so difficult is because um, like you don't do a training pack on first touches. You know what I mean? Like It's not like something that I would be like, okay, do this a million times. I think it's more about be, making the decision to make the touch um, and realizing that like like a lot of people just hit the ball no matter what the opportunity is but i think this actually has just has to do with ground game more than anything like if you have the ability you know to uh have a ground game to to um to like learn to exact to actually maneuver your car in a way that uh enables you to understand that oh i can like actually have a touch here and bring it to myself uh that's when that's when you when this thing actually becomes effective i think a lot of low rank players will because they don't have control of like, how do I position my car in order to like kill the momentum? Uh, their first touch is naturally going to go a lot further. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, they try as far as you can. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, like with that, it's, it's just so, uh, incredibly difficult to talk about, but yeah, I'll say like the first thing I would do is just start trying to do like, if, if someone's like, how do I practice? It's just like, instead of just hitting the ball away, try to catch the ball or hit the ball in a way that's close enough that you can hit it again without the opponent hitting it. Right. That's ultimately <laughs> the goal of, of what you're trying to do. Um, so uh, until you can do that, you won't really be able to implement it. Um, and this is actually something I talked about with Tom the other day. Uh, and that was that, um, that essentially like, you know, people talk about air dribbles and like having air, air control is really good for air dribbles, but the setup or the ability to know how you set up the ball uh, more often than not is what leads to success or failure with an air dribble. Um, So uh, like, think about that, right? Like just how do I move the, so, well, I was actually watching Wabbits do uh, level 16 of the um, uh, dribble challenge. And like, I don't know, Wabbits was on some, I don't know how what I'd call it, but he was uh, he was very like adamant that like okay when we go up because because the, the challenge is like you go up a wall and then you like air dribble and catch on the other side right um, that part of the challenge and then Wabbits was like adamant that he's like 
like oh it's not about my setup it's about like how i can sh- or i'm gonna hit it and then i'm gonna follow through and whatever um but being able to do a double jump into an air dribble is the easiest way to do that thing um but you know wabbits was having none of it is all i'm saying <laughs> what i was trying to do with that just for reference um was get the ball slightly off of the wall and then get the first touch in the midair and that's what i was trying to work on with that level specifically yes but none of us saw you do it the other way so we were convinced that you just didn't know how to do it the other way is what we're saying there's a decent chance that i wasn't able to i'm not gonna <laughs> lie about that but <laughs> specifically i find that it's um that it like hitting the ball off of the wall to get your first touch and as your first touch is something that is very useful in going for a wall to air dribble. Um, But something that I find is a lot more common in game is when the ball is slightly off of the wall, very close to it, but slightly off of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And you have to jump out, hit the ball. And then whether it's a boomer or control, you control it, that's up to you. But having the ability to control it in the midair with that first touch Mm -hmm. is something that's I I find uh, in my games to be a lot more um, applicable, I would say. Uh, (laughs) And that's my little defense there. But what I want to talk about on this um, is that uh, I was thinking as you were talking that what this really comes down to is um, what Combo said uh, a couple months back um, on the intentionality of your touches. And that's really the the main thing. And this first touch is understanding what you want to do with the ball. Because at lower levels, and not even just lower levels, but once you're going into a higher place, um, once you're like at a rank up spot or you're playing with people at a better, uh, higher rank than you or whatever it is, you'll generally think I need to play fast and get back up there, right? And just stay up with the uh, with like with my teammates. Don't get in the way and just play play uh, as fast as I can to keep up. Um, and a lot of what this ends up being is I want to boom the ball as hard as I can so that I'm pl- I feel like I'm playing faster, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but an issue with that is then you just pretty much get rid of the intentionality of your touches more or less. Sometimes you're booming it to a teammate. Sometimes you're not. And the times that you're not, you just are doing nothing with it. You're giving it to your opponents. And if you were to think about it, slow down a little bit, do that, uh, that good first touch, control the ball, um, and do whatever else you want afterwards and be able to control it so that you can do what you want afterwards. That's where they really come in and are super important to have, um, just in your in your pocket and whatever you want to do, right? Mm-hmm. That, that sounded super vague, but I hope it was okay. <laughs> Come yeah, on, do you no, have, no, I, I yeah, a hundred percent. That like as as the speed goes up, people don't think that they're able to even control it. Exactly, um, yeah. and that has I think both has to do with decision making, but it also has to do with actually having the comfort with control, um, <laughs> and so. Yeah, essentially that that's a big thing that people tend to overlook. That's like, it's not that they're like, oh, I can't play slower. It's like you can't play slower because you're not comfortable enough with playing slower uh, at that speed, at the speed that everyone else is going. <laughs> yep, a hundred percent. Kamba, do you have anything to say on this one? Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of value in it's hard to say, but there's a lot of value in like learn, actually learning how to train your first touches. Uh, and there, and when I say train, I'm, I'm, I'm very intentional on the language of that. Like that doesn't just come from practicing them in game. Like there, there is ways, excuse me, that you can actually train those kind of mechanics. And so back smart is a huge one for any PC players of being able to pass to yourself and practicing, learning how to take those touches. Um, and I think the really, really nice thing, um, 
of practicing these first touches is that it's one of the few, like what I would call tiered mechanics in the game. Uh, and because the way I look at it is that when I was first learning like first touches and actually like intentionally thinking about them way back when, probably now like over two, three years ago, um, I was, it was like a very, very intentional of like booming the ball off the wall and practicing how to catch it on my hood without any more bounces. You know how like in, in, and this is something I know the zero knows of like being able to like trap the ball right when it comes in and like, it could be an absolute boom at your, at your shoe, but being able to catch it, like coax it into coming slowly at your foot and sitting there and like such a satisfying thing. And I knew it was very possible in rocket league because I'd watch the pros do it. So I practiced it quite heavily. So boom, let's say I master there. I'm feeling really good with those touches. Next is learning how to catch it at speed, right? And that's a huge part of getting into your dribbles right so if you are going to have to take an extra second to slow down catch the ball and then slowly kind of move forward with a bit of speed and then build your speed by that point we we just talked about earlier and why you brought it up of that in threes for instance you have to catch dribble and flick all within generally about a second or so uh as people continue to uh pursue you right and so that was the next step and, and something I, i'm constantly challenging even people at my rank to get better at is when i see them have to hard break catch the ball and then go to speed no you need to learn to be able to catch it completely at speed with your own timing and pacing and then be able to keep going with no bounce just like i was saying the last step and the last kind of tier of like mastery that i see here is being able to take uh, a hard touch that is in the air and i think you would quickly reference this wabbits being able to take a hard touch in the air and being able to actually set that up into another touch with a good first aerial touch as well which is mm-hmm. such a it's, it's a very very complicated thing to learn there's no there's no tutorials on this there's no nothing it's such a feeling based skill um and funnily enough, when referencing like our week in Rocket League, I literally made a comment, I think two days ago when I was grinding my, my third account for hoops of that. I scored like, I think three straight goals where Jer would boom ball off our backboard. I would aerial up where normally you would just like shoot or clear or whatever that may be, but I would get four more touches on this like absolute boomer from Jer because I learned how to catch on the front wheels of my car midway through the air to then follow an under and basically start an air dribble through it. And we see pros and freestylers do this all the time. And it's such a, like that is such a high level mechanic, but man, is it a game changer if you can actually learn to master that because you now it's it's it goes right back to this toolbox right of that you now go from having a what is looking like a boom that normally is a tipped boom or even a whiff or whatever that may look like as it continues to go downfield to instantly slowing down the pace of the ball and starting an air dribble that is a dangerous skill to be able to pull together and and why it's so fun for me to watch it as i'm starting to get to that point now is that i like i said this is so tiered of that i started i remember so vividly starting learning how to catch just catch a ball right and trap it and bring it in and then catching at speed and being able to to like pick a different strategy to do each time I catch at speed to now pushing that to the air. So right now when I catch in the air, I'm generally pretty stationary, right? Like I have to hover a little bit when I get there. I want to see until I can get to a point where I'm full boost the entire way and holding that in, right. And slowly pushing that. It's such an easy thing to, to train despite not having like tutorials uh, and is something that you have to be pretty intentional about though. And, and can be a pretty valuable skill. It's my little coaching rant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and every single one that you talked about there was just in terms of a dribble which is the best part of it because there's every single other uh, possibility for a first touch, which can go out to uh, so much more. Right. But what I want to talk about specifically, which we could use as a little uh, segue um, <laughs> into something else is uh, with the second one, uh, the catching at speed and then um, just continuing the dribble from there. What uh, this is something that I was so um amazed by with uh, Ocalid in the Fairy Peak versus Ocalid game um, that happens recently in, in the Fusion tournament. Um, what was so in, like 
what shook me so much and just got me so surprised and amazed was the fact that he was able to a hundred percent of the time, no matter where it was, catch the ball without a single bounce. Like it was just on top of his car. Um, and I've, I was just amazed by that because I didn't understand how he had that much control with it um, from pretty much anywhere. And he was able to, and like this, that's what pretty much what we all, we all should aspire to, even though it's something that um, seems kind of basic uh, if you think about it in a, like just as a watching thing, even though it is such a hard thing to do at any level under no stress. Um, and him being able to do that every single time without question when he wanted to, uh, amazing. Like I, I <laughs> just watched it every single time and was shocked because I'd, I, every time that I'm able to catch it, it comes with a little, little bit of a bounce. It comes with a little bit off and there's like, I, I have a dribble going, but it's not a perfectly controlled dribble. And that was just so amazing for me uh, to see in that one's game. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, do we want to talk about that one's game? <laughs> uh, which which one? Which one? Which that was well, just uh, fusion in general, actually. Mm-hmm. Where uh, specifically the one that I know that both me and Combo watched a fair bit of um, was that Fairy Peak versus Ocalid game mm-hmm. um, as the grand finals of the ones tournament. Yeah, man. You're your host. Tell us where you want us to go. Oh, no, no, I'm saying it. I want to. I want to talk about this game. This, cool. this game in general was amazing, um, and uh, like I know that we both uh, watched it, but like I don't. I I've watched every single game, and I still don't know how any of it happened. <laughs> it was quite the storyline. It was pretty crazy. Yeah. The script is I only tuned in. I tuned in in game three when uh, it was one one in the series, and then uh, uh, Khalid absolutely dominated uh, Fairy, and then in game four dominated Fairy again. And I was like, man, I was like, I I through and through picked Fairy as my winner. I like in the mechanic mediocre. That was my pick. I said like I I said I was like it has to be Fairy or Astral. Astral didn't even perform at all. I also I'm I definitely I always underestimate Ixo. Like Ixo was a phenomenal ones player, uh, but couldn't even stand up to Khalid. So I would have liked to see <laughs> Astral Khalid. So that would have been uh, fun. But um, yeah, so yeah, I was I was blown away with how good he looked. And then Fairy just being Fairy man, he's he's the clutch player. Like that's through and through. That's his like best skill is always he he performs the minute he needs to every single time. Uh, and it was it was pretty crazy to watch those last three games. Mm-hmm. And the the thing about those last three games that like were just amazing to watch is because like it the first game uh, which would have been what game five I think um, was just very dominated. Like very did very well. He he looked like he had the read on uh, Ocalid at that point. But then game six and seven were just incredibly close. And I think Fairy was down two in both games. And then came back both times, mm-hmm. and I I don't know how you do this against like the player who is at the, or uh, very well known at the moment to be the best ones player by a good margin, um, just through his show matches through everything, and like that that really just goes to show how good Fairy is at adapting to players. Like he might not be the best in the world at that first game, he very well could be. We don't actually know, <laughs> uh, but. Like just being able to adapt uh, so, like so readily and so um, amazingly, honestly, uh, to what the other player is doing to everything like that, just incredible. Like I, I don't know how you do that, and that goes back to what we were saying earlier with the chess match. It's like you have this one v one, you have this this play of uh, what like reading what the other person's doing and 
doing whatever you can, like Scrub said, uh, doing whatever you can to not be readable. But even still, it, it does end up getting to a point of like you are reading the opponent doing everything that they're doing. And like, we don't know how they do this, to be honest. Like, I don't think many people are able to guess what anybody's doing, having all of the information and watching their car specifically. Um, we, we really can't because we're just not at that level of like understanding the game and what, what they're watching and everything like that. But them being able to do this while, with the stress of the game and with everything else is amazing. <laughs> and it just like, this is why I love ones so much, like at least watching ones because there's just so much going on that I want to know, but I, I like, I need so much more time watching and playing ones to understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, I, I think that's, what's funny too. When I referenced the, the scrub thing was that like scrub literally spent an entire like half hour video, um, telling mercy that he, if he wants to be good at ones, there's no like, there's no manual. There's no way to be the best in the world that it, you need to just be the best at adapting and reading like scrub, gave him a whole rundown on this and then gets destroyed by fairy who I agree, <laughs> I think is phenomenal at that. Um, and which that's is, poetic. and then on the opposite, literally very poetic because on the opposite end, that that's literally what scrub was known for was that he would win every kickoff. And even if he lost the kickoff or didn't score from the kickoff, he would always have a different approach or a different defensive approach because he was always basically like a computer, just taking in every single little bit of info that he could pull from his opponent. And, and attack with it which was so cool um whereas fairy style was very like one-dimensional when he was like a ones main um that was and he was even very open about that back when i interviewed him uh about ones uh he was super and he even said he's like it's you, you i have my strategy and that's all i need was verbatim what he said to me in the interview um and i remember i was like floored by that because at this point i scrub was very open as a like 13 year old saying that you needed to be good enough to to adapt which is hilarious coming from someone of that age like that's such a wise <laughs> honestly that's such a wise skill to have at that age right despite me tend to like be up and down on scrub like that, that is something you have to give him so much credit for um and i i think fairy's game has just completely changed of like yes he still has his very one-track mind of just being a good solid powerful offense layered behind this wall of a defense um and but you can watch him with these little adaptations throughout the game which is so fascinating to watch and why i think of if there's anyone in the world i trust to win a best of seven series it's fairy peak every time right like i I will always, always, always pick him there. So, um, yeah, it, it was it was pretty fascinating to watch. Even his like the the when he was literally like five seconds from losing the series in that game five, and he he ties it up. Was it the tying goal or the winning goal where he just fifty six times into the net? I think it was the tying goal, right? Yeah, and and then instantly scored following that. He yeah, it was. It's like who tries that in, 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 in that setting? Like who is like, cause he, he, he walked up with a full dribble ready, went for the fake, saw it didn't work. So he's like, I'm just going to 50 you three times until I score here and, and did it and won and won the game. <laughs> like, that's crazy to me. Right. Of that. He didn't try for any of that throughout the entire series. And now he's like, yeah, I got to try it here and, and did, and it worked well. So, uh, really, really interesting to me of like how well he can adapt to that kind of stuff and, and break it down. Mm-hmm. 100%. And none of this is to, like, we're fully hyping up Fairy here, which is amazing. But I, I think we do have to talk about Ocalid because he, like, I kind of dabble in the ones uh, tournament stuff, like, a little bit. I watch sometimes. But, like, I, I don't think I understood until now, like, just how good he is at his ground game. Because, like, you see everybody, or a bunch of other players, especially N.A., uh, and a player specifically who go for um like constant air dribbles uh air dribble uh, bump whatever it might be and maybe some like boomer flicks to whatever it is um and their aerial game is amazing and they like they're really good at it but 
they don't really do what Ocala does uh, nearly to his level, um, which is just the ground game where his uh, he can go between a normal dribble uh, and be incredibly threatening from that to a bounce dribble and be even more threatening with that uh, to anything else, his half volleys, his full volleys, everything. Um, just incredible to beat out the opponent in every single way with basically no committal. And that's the big thing because that allows his defense to be amazing, like just one of the best. Um, this lack of committal on this, these uh, ground uh, game plays, the the slow dribbles, the whatever it is that he does, just breaks down almost everybody. But I think this is why Ferry ended up winning with kind of an erratic style. Um, he wasn't ready for what Ferry was doing, um, and I can't quite remember well enough. I don't have any notes on the game to like to go through why that happened, but just his style is incredible. <laughs> It's just play it perfect. That's what he does. He's He looks at the game and is like, I'm going to play this perfect. <laughs> I'm not going to do anything fancy. I'm just going to beat you because I'm better. <laughs> and that's what Akala does. And it's, I don't know, there's just something magical about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's what I wanted to say on that little bit. What do you guys got for other uh, games? Because I know that Combo wanted to talk about Oxygen in general, right? Hello? Hello. Hello. Yeah, uh, I'm here. Hi. What? Come on, guys. Come uh, yeah. on. I can give me a second. Come on. Oh, I know. I know. Uh, you're, you're allowing me. Uh, uh, no, I, I was just like overly impressed. I I kept speaking up. If if people remember to mechanic mediocre, I kept saying like how like I like adore their roster now and like super excited about it. Um, and I was hyping them up. But I think of all things, and I was I was sad I missed the three v three final. I I would not have predicted them to beat RV in the finals. There, uh, I think I actually did the. I think I predicted the opposite, if I remember correctly. I think I had oxygen beating RV in twos, or at least being close. I don't remember exactly our conversation, but I definitely I know for a fact I had RV just trucking through the threes bracket and like no problems at all but it, it was oxygen that like only had problems with Sandrock. that was it uh which is kind of funny uh, of like how close that series was uh sorry not not Sandrock. um dignitas had uh Sandrock, and then oxygen destroyed dignitas i'm mixing up my brackets here but uh yeah they like absolutely i only got to watch highlights of the rv game but to hold rv to as little offense as they had uh in that 3v3 finals was just astonishing to me and like how close every game was right of that it was a 2-1 game a 2-1 game a 2-0 game a 2-1 game and a 3-1 game um Mm -hmm. of like that was just a especially with like both teams obviously being quite good defensively but both teams being able to absolutely produce on offense um was a was a bit of a shock to me um of what it was and i still i literally have it saved in my tab so i can go watch the the actual full vod of it because i still want to um just so i can like get a better sense of how they're looking coming into this euro cup but um yeah no it was a shocking for me to see that and even impressed with how they did in twos um and funnily enough my surprise came with the ones of that i, I had astro going much further but as i said um I t- i'm so bad for underestimating Ixo, but anytime I watch him in show matches i'm always cheering for him because he's just so good um but yeah that, that was i'd my like to ask you actually combo do you think uh there's a chance that oxygen will take the place of dignitas in this like eu rivalry potentially honestly like it, it really is going to come down to like we already knew so fruity got technically dropped yesterday we already knew that was coming mm-hmm. um this was just meant to be like a tryout and astral definitely performed so i like we we, we kind of knew that was coming and so i think at this point now it's like the euro cup is coming at the absolute perfect time where we can already watch we watch those top four which is kind of funny those top four u teams through mouse fcb what is it mouse fcb um dignitas and rv and then oxygen uh i 
don't know. I, we started just as it was ending, so I'll have to quickly go check to see if they didn't end up qualifying. But they lost today to the previous... Um, Oh my God, what is their old team name? I'm now forgetting those Spanish lads, uh, the Giants Gaming X, whatever, like Bonk, was it Cannons? Canyons, that's what they were. Um, and now Giants Gaming. And yeah, so Oxygen just qualified today. So I'm just excited to see them play in this uh, Euro Cup now, final bracket, as the other two teams still need to qualify. Because once they go up against Dig, I think that'll be a, a bit of a about to see like who's going to be kings of Europe here. Because Dignitas has not been performing since the, the switch now with. Uh, fusion and everything like I, I was pretty unimpressed with how they ended up looking but really hard obviously to adapt to a new team right as you as you're coming into it so something to keep in mind mm-hmm. uh o- oxygen is definitely the team to be watching i think uh coming up and i honestly like i i missed all these uh the threes and twos games but um i joined the the call for the threes game uh like the g- general voice chat that a bunch of people were talking in for rv oxygen for the finals or uh, for the final ones game which was the oh, uh, yeah the fairy um o- ocala but i ended up saying wow if fairy wins this then they win all three and they just swept the tournament because i just fully assumed that um that rv hit one in, th- in the threes and twos because like it, that's what's happening and then somebody said oh no they lost one of the the things and i think i missed her miss her and or just didn't listen fully and was like oh they lost twos that's that makes sense because i thought there was no way whatsoever that rv just you know gets destroyed in uh in the threes mm-hmm. but that's that's what ended up happening and like amazing like <laughs> that's all i can say that's really really good to see because rv's been very dominant for a while um not necessarily as as dominant as they were but still um and having oxygen be there for uh like to do like beat them very um handedly is very very exciting to see <laughs> well, yeah I I, do do yeah. we feel like this new dignitas squad is gonna have a tough time because like i i don't like do they need to bring in someone else like <laughs> i i don't know i'm not, i don't feel as optimistic with this version of dignitas as i did before if that makes sense mm-hmm. uh do we know the full dignitas squad right now that's what i'm wondering yeah, like I, I don't know if like Joru's is still ap- like considered a stand-in, but to me, I'm fairly confident he is like signed. Like I, I believe he's okay. yeah. uh, he playing. Uh, oh no, you know they do still have it as a as a stand-in, but he's a stand-in again for the Euro Cup. So I, I think it's just there hasn't been an announcement, but I would not be surprised if he stays. Like they're still, we gotta say, like they're still performing, right? Like they still qualified for Fusion. They still did okay in Fusion. Mm-hmm. Like like they're still going to be easily i would say like a, a an upper middle-ish eu team even if juru stays exactly where he is in terms of comfortability with his squad but um it's 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 a down step like i don't think anybody's arguing against that but they're i, I don't think by any means are they going to be off too hard here like i think they'll still be okay okay I, I like that that prediction we'll uh, we'll see what actually happens as teams figure themselves out and as we get these next month of tournaments um but yeah for now that's kind of good i think on uh dig we got a lot to watch for to be honest like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff that's going to be coming and it'll be very very fun (laughs) um what can we say about you want to talk about some rumors Uh, the rumors that that we saw in uh general yes well also yeah before but yes do we want to talk about rumors because it's rumors yes (laughs) let's do some rumors dude let's 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 do do it uh so the first rumor is um i forget the name of the the uh 
basically news thing <laughs> that shift rl yep them they brought it out that c9 was likely leaving um or they had insider information that wait. c9 was leaving i don't actually know wait c9 uh, the, the org yeah, yeah. oh okay. which is like in in and that's why like i i i I would not be surprised by any means. I hope it doesn't happen, but I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, this is even calling coming from like Lawler, what, two weeks ago, I think he had said mm-hmm. in a video that like he expected C9 to leave the league since they weren't part of the letter and all that kind of stuff. I think I remember commenting either here or Mechanical Media or saying, I was like, I, I don't think them not signing a like a letter means they're leaving. Like, I, I hope that's not what this rumor is based off of, but the fact that it's coming out now tells me probably not. Like there's probably something else going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, like I, 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 I hate predicting rumors, man. Like it's, I, I said in the general chat and I'll say it here for folks who didn't read it. Um, I, I tend to really, and this is why I was pretty harsh on ESPN. I, I just really dislike rumors and like what's the news what's the point like is always mine like it it doesn't matter until it happens at all and so like i love that it gets people talking and and like i saw in our chat people were like oh like this would be a fill this could be the roster and stuff like like that's cool don't get me wrong um but that's also the main reason i just dislike commenting on rumors because it's 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 a rumor and in most traditional sports on the planet we've seen news uh, networks be called out for like creating rumors out of nowhere um, of like I, all this and even still happens man I, like I'll see like a, a rumor come out from like a very reputable source uh, of like an NBA player and the NBA player will literally reply being like oh wow it's first time hearing of this uh, <laughs> when they come in and like that happens a ridiculous amount and so like I tend to really struggle um, and shift I find is like I would probably I, I, I don't like follow them a whole lot on Twitter I'm never really on Twitter but they're I would say they're about like 80 percent correct from what i've seen um so definitely good stats um but that's just literally why i dislike rumors of that like the sometimes it's it's fishing fear um for clicks rather than anything which i'm never super super on board with um so the last three i think they put out was now these like the one we're saying here the next one i'm sure we'll cover they mentioned that memory um is going to be like fully signed on united that's probably expected i wouldn't be surprised there they mentioned mm-hmm. that like veloce would be keeping a certain player but now veloce is actually leaving the league like it, like so that's why these rumors I, I tend to struggle quite a bit with but um yeah specifically i just hate when places don't give sources that's why i love liquipedia like uh, for their rumors is because they'll put it down and they'll link the source that you can check in but more often than not shift is always saying oh from an inside source which is the case for all these that's my little caveat mm-hmm. yep that's why i was like very iffy on whether or not we want to talk about it because it is rumors and you know we've uh had some rumor stuff in the past, but it's also rumors and it's things to talk about. So we can talk about it. <laughs> um, so with this, my first thoughts on hearing that C9 was going to be leaving um, was actually like, I could very well see this. And uh, I had a secondary thought on it um, that due to C9's track record, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I was thinking about this before the next rumor came out. So that's why I'm saying now. I wouldn't be surprised if they kept Squishy on as a streamer. Um, like, assuming he doesn't want to compete in threes or he wants to retire and whatever it does, um, or he wants to move to the one scene or whatever it is, right? Um, I wouldn't have been surprised to see C9 stay through Squishy because Squishy kind of is um, like the C9 representative in Rocket League and he is very, uh, like, a very good candidate for a C9 uh, streamer, right? Um, and you've seen this happen a lot in the past where C9 just keeps somebody on, like, even though they left the game or the person's off the team or whatever it is, you see like shroud, you see mango, you see whatever it is, like all these people, um, being these streamers for C9, because 
people like them and they're associated with the brand and it's very good for their image to keep somebody. And that's why I thought maybe with the sleeve, they might not leave fully. They would just drop their team um, hmm. and Swishy would stay on as whatever it is that he would stay on. Right. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking, which would have been, you know, very, very interesting. And I would have liked that. But then as we're recording this, uh, probably like 20 to 30 minutes ago, a, we get another rumor from them. Oh, uh, lovely. This is yeah, more rumors. <laughs> it's a great news source. So we get one more rumor from them saying that uh, C9, or Squishy is actually going to be replacing Turbo on Energy, which is a very... I mean... Yeah. I, I will just say like careful on the language of that of that like their post says that turbo is thinking of leaving nrg and squishy is a potential replacement oh, is the wording. wow that, that's so even more clickbaity jeez uh, <laughs> right? and so that's why and so that's why it's like i that's why i struggle with them of that if if turbo is thinking of leaving to me like okay what's our source just turbo that's the only source that was would be logical to me so like mm-hmm. I'm not, until i see turbo say something that's all i care mm-hmm. and i don't know if the first place he's gonna be going is a new source to tell them that he's thinking of leaving um so like that's a little like eh, for me and then but predicting squishy's replacement sure man if it fits your previous narrative of cloud nine leaving 100 I, I could see it in a heartbeat right that's why mm-hmm. i'm like always why i'll struggle <laughs> in general and be very cynical of this kind of stuff but I, I do appreciate their language that they're not saying turbo is being kicked or like turbo is leaving energy and squishy's the replacement no it's Turbo is thinking of leaving NRG and Squishy is a potential replacement is what I'm saying. Can we talk about NRG for a second? Because like, I feel like the team accomplished what it's set out to do. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, it like for those players, like I, I, when we look at Justin Garrett G, like I almost feel like for them, it was like, we just need to win a championship. And like, that was the goal and they accomplished the goal. So like I could see Turbo being like, okay, this Time, time to kind of um, what's the word? Try to try to find some like uh, greener pastures or whatever. Because like it, the, there are teams that like are set up for for dynasties, but this was a team that literally the whole goal is to win the land, and they won it. It's a buy in, yeah. And yeah. then now it just seems like they're not motivated. But I don't. I mean, Cloud Nine had a little bit of that, but when Cloud Nine won, I think there was a feeling that Cloud Nine would keep. Uh, when, when Cloud won season six, that they would keep uh, keep that momentum going and like kind of keep winning championships. But NRG, while they're they're still very good, I don't know if this is a team that would like practice as hard as they did to get to that land to keep it up. I don't know. No, that's yeah, probably. like oh, I I even think of like if if I'm Turbo and we saw this with Drip A, I was like if I'm Turbo and I just moved across the world to to play competitive Rocket League, I accomplished a goal and winning a, a land. Right now, our team isn't looking super hot. Like we're not looking like we're the best in an A by any means, let alone the best in the world. Uh, so like. Do I maybe want to go back to my family, friends, and and life that's in Europe? Like potentially, right? Like like that's a very reasonable option and request. My only worry for him, and this is why I I'd be curious to see if this would happen, was that I don't think he moves back unless he already has a buy into an orc, and we're not really seeing that anywhere, right? Like how many like mm-hmm. truthfully open slots are there that aren't from the teams that he's left, right? Like he's not going to go back <laughs> to Dignitas. He's not going to like, <laughs> uh, right? So it's like that. That's my that's my curiosity behind the the rumor is uh like i think that's incredibly reasonable and something i'd probably be debating myself um just like i, I literally look at myself for right as like i moved across just the country um for work and like i i would happily 
take a, uh, um, like a better job in, or even an equal job back in Ontario. So I can be with friends and family and, and near my alma mater and so on. Right. Like, like that's very reasonable. I can only imagine going across the world for it. Right. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I would not be remotely surprised if this happens, but that, that would be my, my little take on it is that like expect to hear of him joining an org instantly, if that's the case mm-hmm. kind of thing or retiring one of the two, that would, that would be the, the yeah. big two. Cause he, he's, I, I think he could happily retire at this point. Let me just oh, see. I, what, you just don't know what Wikipedia what... says. Yeah. Wikipedia says his career earnings are almost 400,000. Um, so I mean, he's, he could playing too though. If he enjoys <laughs> it, like <laughs> he's definitely, he's young enough. He's still got a whole, whole life ahead of him. Like he's, he's chilling. So, uh, we'll be curious to see what he does, but mm-hmm. I'm wondering if he would retire. Um, that'd be an interesting thing to say because how many has he won now? No. How many of the, the championships for? Yeah. That's uh, he's one half is like what it is. Um, yeah. I'm also a little offended. They don't have Northern Gaming on his team history here, and that's literally where he got his like major professional start. So I'm a little offended at that. <laughs> at them trying to make him change it. Yeah, um, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all I really wanted to say on that was exactly what you said. Like I'm wondering if he would go back um, because he did come over specifically for that, but um, we don't actually know much. Like we probably could know about his personal life, but I'd rather not. Um, and whether or not he's made like fully established himself here, or if he's accepted that this is um, like a short-term thing or whatever it is, like that, that's his own personal feeling. Um, and it's kind of interesting to like. It makes sense that he'd want to go back, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. There's there's things in the air. It's all rumors. We don't we don't know any of it. Um, but expect. Tuesday night, the night before this is coming out, to have all of the answers because that's what happens every single time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's gonna happen right after. No, actually, with rumors, I kind of feel like they happen a week later. So I actually, Ooh, we okay, might yeah. be able to talk about this next week. That's what I feel because because <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna count the USP one as a r- rumor. That was that was some actual reporting, dude. <laughs> Ooh, okay, okay. You're right. You're right. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's all that we probably have here. Do you guys want to talk about anything else? No, we're good, dude. I think it's we're been good. a good show. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm happy with it. So uh, that's all we got for you this week. Um, my name, well, actually, let's go with big thank you to uh, the Roll Call <laughs> patrons. I didn't forget this time. And all the patrons. Wow, this guy. The, Unbelievable. Okay, the Roll Call, and then I was going to shout out everybody Corporate else. Corporate Wabbits is the worst. <laughs> this is what happens when corporate Lazero gets to me, okay? <laughs> in my head. <laughs> so, big thank you to our roll call patrons uh, Jay Wise, Mife, Paint, Tim Chew Barker, Relentless, and Psych Mopko. Um, and then every single uh, other patron that we have. Uh, big thank you to all of you as well. Um, and finally, thank you to you, the listener. Just if you're not in that list, regardless, we still very much appreciate you because. You know, your views and listens matter. Um, and that's, that's all we got. Have a wonderful week. This has been the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast. Uh, signing off. Bye. See you. Bye-bye.